shins, clearly. <laughs> anyway, if you're still with us, right, man, Rushman wasn't in on that. She, just, she was like, Rushman she doesn't a, sing in front of people. She gave us that look you're like, right. I'm not doing it. Stage what up, YouTube? I'm not going to be a part of this. So here's a question, quick, just lightning question. In the church culture, if you're not a singer, do you feel more pressure to be overly demonstrative during worship? What? what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, well, I don't really sing, but I need to like physically show that I'm into this. Hmm. I've never that thought about that. Do you think about that when you see me worshiping? No, I just I feel I like am. there's a I lot think, of pressure. I feel like there are a few ways to go about it. You could either get real active with your hands, or you go super spiritual. Like God is speaking to me through this song. I'm gonna sit down, put my head down, there's and a pray strategy. this thing out. There's, right? a, there's like the uh, the American <laughs> strategy of like hand over the heart. Like this uh, yeah. is really hitting That's me in the thing. feels. That's a thing. I haven't seen that one. Like, mm, hit me in the feels. Take off your hat. All right, we're past lightning. Chase, produce us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's wrangle the kids. All right. Well, <laughs> Rushman's back for her 17th appearance on the podcast. Is she still a guest? Uh, no, not at all. TBD. But kind of today even she is. Special. No, you aren't. Okay. But I will put featuring. <laughs> maybe well, I'll put featuring Reshma. Featuring on uh, I the think title you, this week. I think you could put uh, featuring Reshma, CEO of Reshma's house. Reshma's home. Where's it? Reshma's home. Where's it located? <laughs> Do you even work here? Do you even? Are we even friends? I Just only know it's. I only know it's home because she says it like she is from. Oh, Laurel. that's a good idea. Home. Home. You know, we've had a we've had an inside joke from this podcast probably like twenty seven weeks now. This is episode twenty seven. <laughs> is this episode twenty seven? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> uh, you know, we usually are a little up in arms about Reshma's home getting so much publicity. Uh, on this podcast, which, which, which I just us, found out about, it makes yeah, us yeah. sound like terrible people. It really it does. does. So I feel like we should save face a little bit and really dive in to Rashmus home in this episode. Well, the like root that. of all the joking, we should be honest, is jealousy because it was like a wildly successful effort, and it was. Yeah, most of the what things happened? that we try completely flop. No, the root of the root of it is that my wife continues to buy Rashmus home merchandise. And I'm like, where does, does this all keep it. coming from? <laughs> so it's a personal bent that you have towards oh, yeah. it's a bur- it's It's a personal issue with my bank account. That's what it mm. is. I will say the weather is getting uh, cooler. Praise the Lord. It's getting cooler. Uh, so I have a plan. And and even tonight, I think it's supposed to be like in the 60s, right? It's supposed to. So Which is it's raining. For We're recording yeah, this cool on Monday no the 28th. Yes. It's raining all day. You probably will hear it at some point in this episode. Yeah. yeah. And then... The the highs and lows switch from 80, 60 to 70, 48. Insane. That's what I'm talking this about. Week. I'm here for it. Mississippi it's incredible. weather. So I've got a plan. Global I'm, warming. Uh, my son, <laughs> my, my teenage son blocked me last year on this. Uh, oh, I thought you, you meant on Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was no. like, wow, that's bold. <laughs> don't ask me about this logic. But um, I paid for his Reshma's home sweatshirt. This year, I'm getting one. That's Are you my, actually? That's my goal. You know, yeah. you I, I think I'm going to go white if there are any available. There are white because those sold out. So there's plenty that I yeah. put back. Rushman, if you really wanted to make some money off Ben, you would make a beanie. <laughs> That's I would right. love a beanie yeah. Yeah. or an oversized trucker hat. Yeah, yeah the new kind good. with the rope across the front, yeah, the throwbacks. <laughs> make Rushman make Rush great, great again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> we actually need we're to talk political. about Rushman's home oh, because gosh. here's the backstory on this. It was probably one of the most supernatural things that's happened. Can we say this? I think so. One of the most supernatural things that's happened inside of this church community, the way it began, what's happened since, it's it's pretty sensational. Give us give us the quick beginnings of Restaurant's Home, and then we can 
kind of get into Quick the details. Quick beginnings as in how it like happened? you and Samuel and all that, yeah. Uh, okay. I feel Elevator speech. I feel Reshma's resistance because she doesn't, like, she's doing that Reshma thing where she's like, I feel like I'm getting credit that I don't want. Yeah. Just tell the story. That's, well, that's why yeah, I said yeah, supernatural. Yeah. It's like, you were there. So the Lord chose me. But <laughs> God did all of it, but you Have you, you heard there. of Joseph? I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. oh okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's start with the Old Testament. Um, okay, so. <laughs> that's the Old Testament of Reshma's home story. I like that. Long story short, um, I've always wanted to do mission work in Southeast Asia, Middle East, that region. Um, actually, through Vertical, I was brought there in 2016. After some traumatic events happened in my life, I decided to dedicate um, my time to missions. And so I spent three months in Bangladesh, 2017, um, in another orphanage that was run by a man named Samuel who if you know me now, you know that I always talk about him like he's a father figure, like he is my dad. Mm. Um, so spending those three months with him, just getting to teach English, getting to teach computer classes, all that kind of stuff. But I just knew that there was more. Um, and leading up to this, and then while I was there, there was tons of dreams happening, which honestly, I just kind of thought I was being crazy. But still, I journaled them. I wrote like them actual, down. You were having dreams? I was having dreams, yeah. Before I left, I told the team about a dream that I was running out of a burning building um, with four little girls, and we try to get into a boat, and there's arrows coming out uh, towards us. And so we're all trying to depict this dream and like say what it means. And then the day before I left, my mom actually called me and said, please don't get on the plane. I had this dream, and it was the exact same dream. She's like, but you don't make it out alive. Well, I didn't see that part of the dream. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I have to go. Um, so Wait, anyways, let's, let's stop right there because we're talking about a lot of stuff. Just this normal. Just well, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do yeah. an elevator speech because Chase said, give us yeah, a well, short. We can stop on the fun parts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's all fun. I think you was just saying, don't talk about you too much and you're doing a great job so far. <laughs> um, but this, this thing about dreams and where you were in your life, like this was not a fun time in your story. No. Um, a lot of stuff that had moved into your life. You didn't ask for. Uh, a lot of, um, I think abuse is a fair word. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to fill that in, I don't guess. But a lot of stuff going on in your story where it's like you're not in a great place just because of the stuff you're having to wade through. So it's one of those typical, I'm not like on a spiritual high and I'm having these dreams at summer camp. Yeah. Like you're in a tough spot mm -hmm. and you're saying even to this day that God's showing up in your life through your subconscious, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a biblical thing, but something that, and I know you're going to get to this in a moment, something that Americans are not super accustomed to and are probably very skeptical of. Very skeptical. And anytime I share this, they're like, well, you don't hear of that kind of stuff. It just, that never yeah, happens. I feel it myself whenever you tell this story and I know like I'm the, like I'm the fault in this. I'm the weird one, but I'm like, that's just so hard to believe. But then you see the end result. And so anyway. Yeah, so we're going to get to that part to celebrate, but I, I just don't want to skip that because it's a huge part of the the ecosystem here at Vertical Church is that we heavily believe in the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And we believe that God could give a dream to you in your sleep state, yeah. give that same dream to your mother in a sleep state, and interpret the fact that you have a desire, your faith matches that desire, as your mom is having the dream, her fear moves in because she's your mother and wants to protect you. And her dream is slightly different because of her perspective. Mm -hmm. And you've got to figure out how to how to kind of work through that. Then you opened up to the team that's going with you, which was probably a pretty vulnerable spot to yeah. say, hey, I had a dream. Like, yeah. And they're oh, looking at me crazy because before then, 
my dreams before had come to light, but it was in the abusive state. It was in something that I needed to get out of. So subconsciously, people probably have those type of dreams anyways. Right. Or that's what we would think. That's kind of what we make up in our head. Like the reason I'll just go and say it. I see my husband cheating on me is because it really was happening. But of of course, in our head, we're just, well, I'm crazy. Like this isn't actually happening. But then you see it actually happen exactly how you dreamt. So at this point, I'm not taking my dreams lightly, but I'm sure the people around me are. Yes. Minus my mother. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, just, I mean, if, if I were your parent too, and I was like, I had a dream where my child was in danger, it wouldn't be about go God, look at the faith of my daughter. I'd be like, stop. Yeah. And and to note, my mom is the most free spirited, like go with the flow. She encourages me period. But for her to say, don't do this. I took it serious. And she never heard my dream before. I literally shared that around the staff table with vertical staff at the time. And then my teammates that were going Mm. with me, that was it. Like my mom never heard of it. So you're already in a place where you're sensitive to this, but it's kind of shocking your mom and the right. other people that you're sharing with. So you go ahead and get on the plane. Fly halfway across the world. Yep. Mm. Yep. Um, and you don't know Samuel at this point. I do. I met him in 2016 okay. where another supernatural thing happened. And that's when. It's a, it's a long list with the rest There of really is. I can't. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to hit the highlights. Yeah. That's when the demonic possession happened. All of that. 2016. Not you. Your demonic you, possession? No. no. When, did that, when did that happen? <laughs> that was the, <laughs> Next episode. Yeah. No, that's, that's part Before two. Before Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we really even have time for that story, but no. I saw that video. Not today. Yeah. Unbelievable. There's a video? So, oh, yeah. There is I a video. super pixelated, but... All you have to do is hear the voices in that video. I even work here. The voice of the woman and then (laughs) Reshma standing up to the woman. Wow. But anyway. Anyway, sorry. sorry. (laughs) The plane. You said we didn't have time. I know. (laughs) Did you show her? Because that's what I tend to do. Stop, guys. (laughs) We'll talk about this later. Just go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So while I'm over there, I'm going back to the supernatural and I'm kind of frustrated because none of that is happening. If that makes sense. So I, I'm in Bangladesh. You like you said, a world away, mm. time zone away, and nothing is happening. Happening that I'm like super proud of, which that's my pride. That was I'll completely own that. Mm. And so I'm mad at God, honestly, the last month. And I told Samuel, I said I need to do something more. Um, and he said I think you would do really well to go hang out with the safe house and the brothel work that we do. Um, in a different region. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like the, the ministry the brothel he has. Work, like, because you've, I've heard you talk about it a little bit, but what is the climate there for that? So uh, working in a brothel is 100% legal. Prostitution is legal. The sell of alcohol, the selling of alcohol is illegal, but selling bodies is okay. Makes sense. In that area of the world. Um, so brothels are, I mean. Prevalent. Yes. Yeah. They're everywhere. You would never think because they all look just like a village area. So he, they were already working. So they have a school there. Well, school, if you will, they have a tutor that goes in that we pay um, as ministry partners um, to go in. And while the parents are working, when the moms are working, they'll send their kids to this like makeshift school, basically. Gotcha. Um, So they're getting pretty basic information as far as um, education, but that's literally it. So that was their work there. Okay. Um, so I did want to go see, and in Samuel's eyes, he was like, your focus needs to be on the kids. In my eyes, I'm like, I need to talk to these women. Like, why are they doing this? Like, of course, judgmental as crap. Like, I feel like there's other things that you could be doing. Um, 
I'm just being honest hey, here. Real quick, what's the climate like for like ministry, Christian ministry people in Bangladesh? Oh, we like, hide it 100%. Right. Yeah. There's, so there's, a, there's like, it's 99.8% Muslim country. Yeah. So is it like, is it frowned on or is it dangerous? Like, very, it's very dangerous. Um, and I mean, all of the above. How long has really. Samuel, I may be getting off track, how long has he been operating in that space? Uh, since he was 22. He gave his life over. He was one of the ones that was persecuting and doing all the terrible things, drugs, all I that kind of Paul. stuff. So he's Saul. So, excuse yeah. me. If yes. you will. We're going back to the Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. He, but he is uniquely uh, in the open. He's very brave with his efforts. Oh, very brave. He's in a book that's called Persecuted, and it talks about people in other parts of the world um, that are highly sought after because of their ministry. We're not mm. compromising him by using his name here. No, he's already in the book. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> he, knows, now. he knows and he owns it 100%. He's accepted a lot of um, persecution, but willingly. And we hear about that all the time. But I mean, even in simple things of there's certain days where he won't go to the market because he knows that's like a holiday for Muslims or Hindus or whatever that is. Like he will, yeah. he's safe about it, but he definitely owns who he is. For sure. All right. So you're over there. You're spending time with Samuel. Or you're participating in these ministry things and um, things are going. They're kind of uh, mundane a little bit for like I expected something bigger. Yeah. And I mean, Samuel's reminding me the whole time, like you're doing great work. We can't do this kind of stuff like the kids relate to you, all that kind of stuff. However, I was like, I want to do more. So he sent me for a week to this outside region. I won't say um, just for the safety of like the ministry workers we have there, but um, I got to go to the rail station, which is where the start of the safe house ministry begins. Um, and what that looks like is you rent a boat and you buy like just some treats. It sounds kind of creepy now that I'm saying it. Um, and you invite, you invite these kids from the rail station to get on the boat. Yes, it sounds so creepy, but because, Willy Wonka. because of everybody watching, like as you're getting these kids in their mind, it probably is sex trafficking, but that's not a big deal. But if they knew that we were talking about God, that would be a big deal. So the water honestly saves us from that conversation of why are you talking to those kids? Like get away from them. Well, um, you, you, because otherwise they would be in the sex trade. For that's sure. what you're saving them. Yes. From. That's why we're trying to get them to the safe house. Right. Um, so what that looks like is we get this boat. We invite the kids on to capacity, which, of course, if you've seen pictures of the Middle East, you know that they all just like load on. It could be the tiniest boat. Not OSHA um, approved. Do no. it. No. Definitely not. <laughs> um, so it was sketchy, but we had 25 kids get on board. It was me and three of the ministry workers. Um, and four of those kids were girls, which is not normal for this ministry because the safe house is only for boys. Um, so oh, 21 boys, four that. girls. Yeah. So. Because of the culture there and men are typically the leaders, they can't run an operation for girls mm -hmm. um, just because that would be a brothel basically in yeah. everybody's head. So at the time, I didn't know that. We go on this boat. We're talking, you know, about God, about all these things, just hanging out with the kids. We got jalopy, which is my favorite um, Southeast, uh, South Asian dessert. Um, so it's a great time. But I'm looking at these four girls and they resemble the four girls that was that were in my dream before I came to Bangladesh. And I'm on a boat and I'm like, I'm about to die. Mm. It's about to happen. This is in the dream. My mom had the dream. I die with these four girls. <laughs> like it's about to happen for That's sure. That's for real. I wouldn't be laughing about that. So, I'm an Enneagram six. I would literally be bracing for the arrows. Oh, I was terrified. 
I laugh about it now because here I am. Yeah, surprised I made right, it out. But right. I was terrified. And so I told my translator, I was like, is there any way like we can cut this trip short? Like fear was getting the best of me for sure. I was like, I don't think we need to keep going. I think we need to go back. Um, so of course, everything I'm paranoid at this point. We get back to the rail station and she invites the kids to come back to the safe house, which keeps them off the street, out of sex trafficking, because yes, it's also um, in the boys' line of work. It's not just for the girls there. Mm. Um, all that kind of stuff. So 21 of these boys can come back with us to the safe house, but she told the four little girls that they needed to go. And not in a very nice way, but that's just, again, the culture there. And so I just looked at her, I was like, well, why can't they come? She said, well, we don't have room for them. And I was like, yes, we do. Like, I have a big bed. Like, they can come sleep in the bed with me if it's gonna keep them off the streets. She went through the whole thing of why it's not culturally acceptable. And so we literally had to let those four girls go. Um, and so I was back at the safe house that night. I said, take me to where those girls are. I want to see that they're okay. And so when they took me, they, I mean, two of them were asleep on the street. And this is mid-March. So it's still cold over there. Um, no blanket, no anything, asleep on the street. One little girl was with an older man. So of course my mind went immediately to, I know where this is going. And then I never saw the other one. Um, so of course I'm just like even more broken. Like, why am I here? Like, why'd you show me this? Um, fast forward the next morning, we go to the brothel to do ministry work there. I'm still in like just a terrible state of mind. And I asked for um, some of the workers to come out, some of the brothel workers to come out instead of just talking to the kids. Like, of course, we played the games, we sang the songs, but I was like, I'm over this. Like, something's got to give. So, you know, I'm going to go in there and change the hearts of the prostitutes and tell them they don't need to do this anymore. That was my plan. Mm. But they came in and their biggest, one of them in, um, that I remember most vividly is sh she kept che checking her pager because it was blowing up. And she said, you're never going to get us out of here. She's like, this is a life that we were born into. We don't have last names. We don't have any of this. She's like, but what you can do is get our kids out of here. She was like, yes, it helps that you have a tutor. It helps that they're learning little things. She was like, but if they're girls, this is their life. Like they will be sitting in this room and you'll visit them 20 years from now. And they will have worked in the brothel for however many years. Wow. So I leave there thinking, well, I'm never going to do any of this. They're going to still work there. The kids are going to be prostitutes. They're going to go to the rail station and there's nothing for the girls. Mm. Mm. Um, so fast forward um, after my week long trip there, I get back. Samuel knows I'm just over it. I'm even thinking I'm going home early. Like I'm not doing anything here. Um, but that night I literally was cussing at God. Like, why did you bring me here? Why did I dedicate my time to you? Why? Like why? Period. Um, and that's the night that I went to sleep and had a dream of like sitting around a table, drawing around plans. There's kids running around. Um, there's this random man and there's like floor plans and I can vividly see the floor plan. Um, and then I wake up, but I remember the floor plan. So I draw it out in the same journal that all my other dreams were in. Um, still mad. Cause I was like, whatever this means, I don't know, if, you know, put the book away and went or tried to go back to sleep. The next morning I went to the breakfast table where Samuel and I always shared our devotions, what God was talking to us, you know, speaking to us, but he didn't have his Bible out or anything. Like he was just sobbing at the table. And I was like, are you okay? Like, I know I was mad. Cause I literally got home that night and went to my room. Like I was done. I was like, I know I was mad. I'm really sorry. It was like, I had a terrible attitude. 
And so yeah, I was about to say, we know we're no, familiar. Nobody, nobody's surprised. <laughs> um, didn't want to talk about anything, but that morning I was just like, what, what is wrong? And so he just slid a little sheet of uh, pink paper, which is what they use to like wrap earrings in. He slid it to me and he was like, um, I had this dream. I had this dream last night. I'm sorry. Don't it's apologize. so surreal. And that same drawing would match the floor plans that I had. And so he said, this is um, a home. He was like, I understand you're mad about what we can't do for girls. He was like, so you're going to do it. You know, if you if you want something to be done, like you have to do it. He's like, and the villagers love you. The girls here love you. Um, they call you sister. They call you mother. He's like, so we're going to call it Reshma's home. And I literally ran to my room and I grabbed my journal and I showed him. So we're just literally sobbing the whole morning, just thinking about, you know, what God is doing through dreams. But even in that moment, I was like, this is never, ever going to happen. Mm. You know, even with dreams, I was like, what is a dream going to do? I didn't die on the boat. My mom had that dream. I was like, so right. is this going to happen? <laughs> um, God's dreams so unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that is where the dream for Reshma's home happened. And that is March, 2017. So fast forward. So you get it up and running. We'll, we'll jump forward a little bit. What does it look like now? Like what is, what's the day to day of Reshma's home? Well, those floor plans came to life. It's a three story building, 9,000 square feet. Um, there's 25 beds in there, bunk beds, and then rooms of course for staff members and the moms who stay there with them. Right now, there's 11 little girls. The youngest one is four, and the oldest one is seven. Um, we we did have to stop the rescue process just because of COVID with their medical stuff. Obviously, it's not up to par. So if you bring anybody in with any type of sickness, mm. I mean, it could just be terrible. So they are based on um, a pretty good cropland. I guess that's how you word that. There's rice fields. There's, yeah. I mean, vegetable yeah. gardens. There's fish in the pond all that kind of stuff. So that it's pretty self-sustaining, which is a hundred percent all God. Like I'm literally not there and it's still up and running. There's like I said, a house mom there who is helping tutor, but also just like loving on the kids, playing with the kids. Um, we are paying since they can't currently go to school for people to come in for different um, subjects that they're behind on just from being um, in the brothel or even on the street, all of the children aren't straight from the brothel. I wanted to mix it because if they grew up in that, there would always be a, a stigma against them that they were all from the brothel. So now none of them know who, who is from what part of the village, what brothel, what, you know, any of that. So day to day is, I mean, they have a pretty strict routine, um, but they always start out with devotional and worship, even for those that have never heard of Jesus before. And then their day is pretty like educational based, like school as normal. And then in the evening they get to play and hang out and all that kind of stuff. So completely up and running. And so how is know. it, how is it staffed? You talked about some moms that are there and obviously ideally you would be there however many months out of the year, mm -hmm. but how does an organization like that run when you're here? And well, I, at first, I for sure, you can ask Ben. I was like, I'm moving to Bangladesh. Like, it's <laughs> over. I'm 
I'll Deuces. even marry a Bengali guy if I have to just to get my visa to extend long <laughs> enough. Not going to happen. Nice. Um, if you've never had one of those I'm um, out <laughs> conversations with Reshma, they are a joy. We all ask why Reshma's still single, and she's like, that's my ace in the hole. It just doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Um, Reshma's like, I'm out. I'm going to Bangladesh. Yeah, okay. Well, well, anyways, fast forward to now when I'm out of the, I guess, emotional state of being there with them. Mm. I realize it's better to be self-sustaining just with, I mean, like this scenario. Great example. So we, yeah, we um, hired three women and they all act as basically moms, which I know is weird, but they all have that um, time to just spend with them as quality time. But then they also um, all know how to cook. They all know how to clean, like the whole thing. They, they take turns basically, but they all live there. Three women live there full time. Mm. Um, and most Two of those women are widowed and one of them is barren, so she won't get married. That's what I was about to say. So like, that's those are the people we choose because they're not going to get it's an another family. It's a layered ministry as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. and going forward, if anything were to happen that they didn't want to work there anymore, if they got sick or whatever, that would still be the process. Like, those are requirements that these women will never be able to be married, which sucks, I mean, because of they're barren or whatever, or they're widowed and they don't want to remarry into another family, so... Um, they're a hundred percent grateful to be there, which yeah. is odd because a lot of people don't want to look after anything to do with the brothel, but in their mind, it's a fresh new start for them and they can have kids and you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Are so you this, able, go ahead. This place has a supernatural start. It's making a supernatural impact. God's still using it. You're grafted into the ministry of Samuel that started decades ago over there and the interesting part is people in our community, some people know it as like the cool sweatshirt, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like, hey, where's Reshma? Oh, she's out saving the world. You know, like she'll be back in three months. I wonder if people or, really think that I like was just trying to like fundraise a home here in Madison. Yeah. Because I don't uh, know. As much <laughs> as you try to get you information. my house. Out. Yeah. It, it, right. Quickly. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's got to pay for all those animals. Um, I have two. I literally yeah, have two. Two dogs. Yeah. Uh, the, the interesting part about it is I think we have to. Can I just be the antagonist for a minute? Like just the the position of, man, that's a that's a half a world away. I love that you ask a question like, "Can I be?" But we already know you're going to. Be right, I'm I'm headed that direction because I feel like I want to adopt. Just a warning. I want to adopt mm-hmm. the voice of the people who hear this sometimes and and allow it to not seem so judgmental mm-hmm. because there are blocks. I mean, it's like. I've never, I couldn't find Bangladesh on a globe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, before I went, I couldn't either. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, how many millions of people live in this tiny little place, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's, and it's all Muslim and well, we don't really know about it as Americans because we're not fighting any wars there for oil. Mm-hmm. Um, like what, what's going on in these, in these countries. And that's a problem all the way over there. And we got our problems here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the story though, just really pierces through that dialogue to say, mm-hmm. You know, as the pastor of this place and a friend of yours, what I'm wanting to announce through this episode is this is something that God has done with one of our own. And it's making an it's almost made an instant impact. If you look at how things have come together, there's just no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way that the the real estate should have been there, that yeah. the funds should have been available, that the kids should be of it, that people are there to staff it, mm-hmm. that Samuel does does not see it as a threat to his ministry, that mm-hmm. he's like he's all this stuff is just too incredible for it to even be real almost. Yeah. Uh, so part of my question is like for, for those of us that can get over that obstacle of understanding, would you be okay with us saying, look, 
we don't know much about these girls. We know it's a bad situation, but we believe in Reshma. And she's doing good things. You know what I mean? Like, that's enough for someone to get over that barrier to get involved initially, mm -hmm. you know? Um, if we do that, how much money annually does this house, does Reshma's home need to run? Do you have that number or have you thought I about that number? That number. <laughs> um, so monthly 2,700 is what I send, but that literally pays for everything. Plus it puts um, savings. So it's like a trust there so that if for some reason we can, we have to stop sending money because that is a real fear. I mean, within a couple of years, we'll not be able to send foreign money. And if I can't travel, I can't take money. Um, so Especially what we've been American doing. American money is bad. Right. Yeah. Um, what we've been doing is building that so that percentages go into a different fund that they can pull out of. So that's what they're actually using right now as a reserve because I haven't been able to go over there. And all the money transferring units have like flagged mm. my name, Samuel's name, Megan's name, like anybody who's tried to send money. Um, but back to your original question, 2700 a month is what we've budgeted out. Um, and that's for all the girls. And right now it's only eleven. Um, so people sponsor a hundred a month and that goes, typically I try to send that in one bulk payment for the year. So like 1200 per girl. Mm -hmm. So the 27 is all the crops that have to be planted and take into the market to be sold. If they're going to go back all that, like there's so many logistics that go into it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we pay for security. We pay for a rescue team. So these guys that actually go into the brothel and purchase these girls, because if you send a girl in, they're going to be like, well, you're not actually purchasing these girls. So we have to send a guy in to act as if he's buying this girl for his home. Um, what's the, what's that's interesting in and of itself. Yeah, the average cost of a girl. Do you know, do you know that? Yeah, the last time um, that a local Bengali man asked, it was 27 cents U.S. So literally nothing. It's like one taco Whoa. there. To purchase a life. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes they go up. That makes me sick. You yeah, have to. In, in I demand. mean, it, it sounds disgusting, but it literally is based off of the child. Like what she looks like, how old she is. Right. They feed them um, steroids like at around three and four years old, basically like cow and horse steroids to grow them to be ready to be sold. So if they're already in that process, they're more expensive. Mm -hmm. um, what part of the villages they're from? Like, because you can tell if people are tribal or if they're. Um, I don't, I don't know, like urban. Yeah. So, yeah. So you hit on it a second ago, like with people sending money, but I have to imagine that it's not fully funded by my wife buying sweatshirts. <laughs> I hope not. We're doing what we can over in the Roberts house. Um, so how is it funded? Like if it's $2,700 a month, how is it funded? And maybe more pointed, how can people help? People, when, um, when the video went out with the initial story in May 2018, the full foundation and everything was funded by literally people all over mm. because the video was shared with random people. Um, random churches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Um, but there's online portals that people give to monthly. There's, like I said, the sponsorship that people give. So, I mean, there's all kind of avenues to give towards Rushmas Home. Some of... Uh, some of our members even gave their month or their year end tithe yes. towards that. Um, so well, how you it, sell it makes a difference. You know, I mean, I know that you aren't about this and we're not going to be about this either. We don't sell things with shame at Vertical Church. Yeah. 
but we do try to put some perspective in it. There are in Gluckstadt, Mississippi, a family of four, multiple families of four living in a house that the house note is bumping up against that number. Mm -hmm. So that's four Americans living in safety in a suburban neighborhood for that same dollar amount. You can participate in 21 young girls being rescued from the, from the sex trade. Mm -hmm. And it isn't like give money through this huge conglomerate that has a bunch of red tape that's paying some CEO. You're, you're not sitting back. You're working at a church full time. Yeah. You know, and, and using personal money to fund this effort. You won't say it, but I'll say it. Uh, so we're wanting to say to people who are in suburbia, it's about reallocation of funds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We believe here that God has provided so much wealth in this area, not so that we could hoard it, but so that we could redistribute it and figuring out how more of us could hop on. And I mean, what would it be like if we were able to load Reshma's home for bear and something happens where, where we can't get money into this country, but they know they've got a decade's worth of funding yeah and who knows how samuel would hide that inside the yeah. country uh but we're able <laughs> his to his problem he's got his ways <laughs> yeah but it's this is almost like an, an, an act now yeah you know like it's time for people especially with the reevaluation of priorities that we're having as americans to be able to step up and say my gosh between the, these three families that are on this cul-de-sac in x neighborhood in glugstadt we could have, we could provide three months for twenty-one girls to not be worried about being molested, and and working in a brothel for the rest of their life. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or you know, we could have a block party because it's the state game. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, it's not ever out of shame. But a cool story to share is I got to share this with our local ministry, Crossroads, um, and of course they all want to help, but they're in a halfway house, no jobs, no anything, right? Three of them literally donated um, enough to sponsor for uh, the year. Three wow. women that have no job, just got out of prison, like got to twelve hundred bucks. Yes. Wow. Like yeah. they shared it with their family. They're like, you know, this is how much I'm giving. Can you match this? And they literally gave. And a part of me was like, there's no way because in my small mind, I'm like, it's hard for me to like budget. Of course. However much. Yeah. And I have a job <laughs> and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I mean, even thinking about those type of people that like literally are back to t- square one, mm-hmm. that means so much too, yeah. that they would even pull well, a penny yeah. out really. Well, yeah. God's up to something. I mean, this whole, this whole story has shown this again, uh, God's up to something. And the question is, do we want to join it? I mean, yeah. God's going to accomplish what he wants to do with Reshma's home. That's already set. It's just, it's kind of the perfect opportunity for people here who have the means to be a part of that like yeah. it's, it's such a it's such a cool thing that it started out of Gluckstadt where we have plenty or Madison where we have plenty and we're able to help fund that yeah, so, it's amazing so before we move on very specifically if people want to go and help where can they find the information to do that uh reshmashome.org it's it should be the first one that comes up <laughs> is the video where Typically. you the home, home tour that's what I, oh the I could can we link all three? Aren't we have your story and then we have the two Rushman's home tours, right? Oh yeah. The yes. home's yeah, beautiful. They're somewhere. Yeah. Yes. I at least one I at least know the what the second one is. The newest one is definitely on the Rushmanshome.org. But okay. is your story on there too? E- no. We should put it on there. Oh, now it's about me? <laughs> no. Now we have a to do list. Yeah. But we can put it on there for sure. But if it you, is on verticals. To. It's your website as well. 
verticals YouTube. That's true. I could link it through that. Sweet. We'll link it. Cool. <laughs> hey, you want to do a really weird transition to a totally different segment? Let's Great. give it a shot. Deal. All right, quick rapid fire with Reshman. <laughs> One question. One single question. Sounded yeah. so anxious. <laughs> I'm always anxious during these transitions because yeah, I don't know how to Especially because this is a question somebody sent in the last time you were here, and I've been waiting. So I was here when they sent it? You were and here. You, they sent it in after you they were here. They heard you okay, and okay, thought, okay. oh, I want to They heard you this. talk about 75 hard. Oh, no. And now you're 39 Nine days, days in, 39. and they've sent this question, and so we have a great sample size for you to answer it. Um, it says this, uh, Rushma doing your diet plan. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> God help us. Rushma doing your diet plan. Uh, what food do you miss the most? Everyone else, which snack couldn't you give up? Were you doing it? Did we get to guess what she misses? Oh, that would be fun. Let's guess what Rushma uh, or is it like, I feel like the miniature Snickers and stuff, that's just like a snack of convenience. Now, here's my here's my guess for Rushma. Uh, it's either A, real Mexican food, um, or B... Cereal. Yeah, I was just going to say, Rushma and I both were like texting each other at midnight <laughs> eating Captain Crunch very early quarantine. Seven so, bowls. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I could dial <laughs> in. Too. Weird form too. of therapy. Yeah. yeah. yeah I can't like, dial into which cereal because honestly, I feel like you don't discriminate that hard in cereals. Like if it's available. Only if it has fruit. I'm, I'm saying Mexican food. Yeah. I'm saying like Mexican food. I'm going to go with cereal. Chase. What are the, you can't eat high fat stuff? Is that what it is? I'm eating a high protein and non-processed sugar. Mm. But you're 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 kind of macros too. It is macro based. Yeah, it's just yeah. macros. Queso, queso, dude, you piggybacked off mine. I would have said no, straight queso. Yeah, okay. just what, more specific. What is it, restaurant? What do you miss the most out of all of it? Chase is so right. Oh, oh man, I Wait, thought how many four years of friendship. Yeah. Almost nice. Well, you said real Mexican food, and I can still eat like actual tacos. Did like you, real. When we all order Mexican food Thursday, did you eat? I got the tacos, which have corn tortillas mm. and steak, mm. which is honestly. I have you had Costco's? Anyway. Yes. Street tacos. So, good. <sighs> so very good. But Sweet. yeah, I can still eat that, so I don't miss Mexican as much, and I can still eat like fajitas, just the meat and that kind of stuff. But gotcha. queso. Man, I miss queso. And when she said is. high fat the other day, like she can't eat super, like not good fat stuff. I was like, geez. Yeah, Rushma loves queso. I can't go past like 40 grams of fat in a day, which you can typically it's do that impossible. in a meal. It's almost Yeah. yeah I can do that crazy. by breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We eat guacamole. Do you like guac? You can eat. Okay, so there's different types of fats. And I'm not going to go into the nutritional spill of what types of fats. Come on, tell <laughs> like us your diet can eat, plan. Yeah. Babies can eat avocado. Yeah. That's so funny. What an insult! All right, so what would yours be, Chase? Ben? If I was on seventy-five hard, what if would you I miss the most? If you were doing seventy-five hard and doing your macros and all that, what would you miss the most? Uh, probably. But so seventy-five days is two and a half months, right? Yes. Isn't that correct? Yeah. So that would be two and a half months without five guys. I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I've ever met All a bigger of proponent of five, of five guys than Chase yeah. Hammock. I haven't found a better burger. I don't care what anyone says. It's just exactly what I like in a burger. Do the fries up the burger quotient? or I, you, you could forget the fries in my order after I paid for them, and I'd say, you know what? It's fine. I still got my burger. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm not wild on their fries. They're okay. Um, I, they are overhyped, but they are good. Yeah. They're good enough. Yeah. What about uh, you, Anyway, This is going to be, I don't know why I continue to do this to myself. 
uh, publicly. But tell me about uh, drinking coffee. Can you put anything in coffee? I put protein in my coffee, so it tastes like it. Ugh. I can put almond milk and protein. Okay. I think for me, I do have one cup of coffee per day that I doctor. <laughs> Usually with sugar. What do you mean by doctor? Uh, oh. Yeah, with sugar in the raw. And just a little bit of cream. It's usually the first cup in the morning. You don't do that around us, though. Is it to save face or is it? No, it's just that first cup. If I'm having it like in daylight, I'm going to have just black. And that's great. And plus the coffee here is, you know, of a quality where that's fine. You know, uh, at home, sometimes I don't have such great quality coffee. But I think that's probably. That's your problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think I would just get really miffed every morning. I'd be like, God, this coffee sucks. <laughs> You know, dude, I'm so miffed right now. <laughs> it's such a buzzkill, bro. I'm so miffed, bro. Please, bro. bro please, so bro. Miffed. Inside jokes. My creamer. Two yeah. people will get that. <laughs> so the uh, the coffee would probably be now. The thing that would make me break 75 hard would be uh, going over to my parents' house because my mom, without fail, always has two jars full of Little Debbie in the kitchen. That's what literally <laughs> happened to me yesterday. Yep. But here I am. But you didn't break two no. jars yeah. full of Little two Debbie. Two jars. Yeah. Is that a unit either. of measurement for Little Debbie? <laughs> Turning Little Debbie into no, I mean, Big they're Deborah. They're like jars on the counter. <laughs> it's a step under a butt ton. Jeez. Yeah. One will have whole uh, jar zebra ton. cakes. The other yes. will have Nutty Buddy, or one will have Star Crunch. Man. I don't like. I don't like zebra. Cakes. I'm a fudge round guy. I love here all go. of it. Mm, yeah. So put a fudge round in the freezer. What's yours, Austin? I don't know. Um. I don't think it would be anything sweet or anything like that. Mm -mm. I would have I would have a real hard time. Where I would mess up is when I went to eat somewhere because I I'm fairly disciplined when it comes to food for the most part. But when I'm with people, that's when I'm just like, I already right, know this you, is you it. fail. This is it. <laughs> I would invite Austin to Saltine all 75 days. Yeah, Look, because that's the thing to me. That's an occasion. So if like. Uh, somebody's like, hey, you want to go to Saltine? I'm like, bro, I'm about to negate this whole workout I'm about to do. Like, not it does not anybody. even matter. It yeah. does not even matter. So spicy hot chicken. There we go. That would, Can you eat that? No. Technically, it's, it's hot, so it burns calories. It's fried. <laughs> Technically. Mm. That's, Technically, I can that's work this smart. out. That's yeah. big that's brain that thinking my, right So Micah Thomas and I were going to eat wings the other day. How do we like, even get this guy on our staff with as smart as he is? Yeah, we're so blessed. Micah Thomas was now? eating wings, and he goes, "They're hot, so they really don't count. They're burning calories." I was like, oh "Shut up!" <laughs> we need Micah on the podcast. We yeah, definitely do. He would be good. Okay, next question. We have time for one more. Yeah, why not? One more question. If we had time for restaurants, on we got time for questions. <gasps> oh. Really? I feel like this is <laughs> back to I didn't it. Ask for I feel really <laughs> bad about this joke now because yeah. after hearing that I didn't story, even know I'm about like, it. Jeez, um, this is going to be a hard. Question, I think. That's all right. We don't oh, have time. You have little faith. What is the highest compliment that you could give someone? That I could give to somebody? Yeah. Oh. Oh. What, what is that? And I think that's this not is, as fun of a question. I, I wanted the inverse. This is kind of the. <laughs> what's the highest how, compliment? How could you insult someone the most? No, no, no. no, no, what's, no, no, no. The, what's the what best is, compliment you could give me? Do oh, both. Okay. Actually, do both. I think that also says something about you. So, what's the best compliment somebody could give you, and what's the highest compliment you could give them? Because they're probably similar. Oh, gosh. You're so much better at that than I am. What do you mean? That's the compliment. That's, that is the compliment. <laughs> I knew that right away. <laughs> the highest compliment I could receive Such is uh, someone meeting me and then meeting Cammie. And when they meet Cammie saying, well, that makes sense. Because <laughs> I don't ever get that. They're like, really? Oh, I, I know. I get that too. <laughs> yeah. So that would be I would, that would be nice People to get that People meet Caitlin and they go, 
How? Yeah, I get that all. Especially if you see old time. pictures of Austin. Yeah. If you see up. chunky Austin, you're really. I'm yeah. not even talking about chunky. She Austin. married me at my. She married me Austin. at my fattest too, <laughs> which is saying something. We did get to the bottom of that. Yeah, the other night. that's tr- that's real love. I w- I'm, I was joking about mine. I think it would. I think it'd be like you're a good friend. If I'm being like super serious, good answer. Yeah, yeah, like someone saying, "Dude, you're a really good friend." What are right, for you? I know I have to answer this, but like I don't, I don't have enough. Wait, time so we're to think answering what's what's the best compliment somebody could give you right now? Could give you, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, I went out of order. Yeah, oh, that's good. You you know me. Way to go with that the restaurant thing. The best compliment somebody could give Mm-mm. me. I really don't know. I'm really mm. trying. I'm sorry. Right, I'm letting everybody right. down. Mm. Austin Cat got your tongue as well. Wow. Apparently, Chase and I are the only. I'm just really prideful. I just think about compliments for myself a lot. Yeah, so it's just I'm just like really right prideful. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Like, I'm there's lots of ways they could go. Really, uh, I'm the opposite. I don't even know what I like to hear. I'm really. You should think about that. I love as simple as this sounds. I love to hear somebody tell me, dude, that I did a good job on something, and it really doesn't matter what it is. It's just like, and it isn't. It doesn't even have to be like a task. It can be like, well, it's a really good idea. You know, that makes sense because you backtrack out of those types of compliments so fast. Really? Yeah. Like any, any, like a great awake. Man, Austin, you killed awake this year. No, I mean, it was the I mean, no, no, Well, no, no. I think the reason that I do that is because it's like a team thing. So I feel weird taking compliments. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> All right. So the other side of it is what's Wait, the highest? I think I have it. Whoa. Because okay. I would one? piggyback off of Austin. I like, that I've done a good job because I think we're all our worst critics. So I always think I could have done better. Yes. But exactly. then also our, one of my friends always hypes me up. Shout out Michael Reed that I'm the most dedicated <laughs> she person. Is, she is the hype man. She yeah. is that I'm the most dedicated person to anything I do period, there's, which is a really good, there's a good example. You look at Michael and then look at her husband, Chris and think, Really? I think they're a model couple. It was a, it was a pity they're marriage. Amazing. I'm just hoping Chris listens to this. <laughs> Happy birthday, Chris. I'm yes. yesterday. Is this his birthday? Yesterday. 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 27th. Yeah. I met Chris Reed too late in life. You really did. We out. all did. That's yeah. true for all of us. He was on he was on his way out and I was like, dang, I really like that guy. Yeah. We felt the same way. <laughs> we should scoop him up and then Coming the time back. he comes back through. Legitimately when or they were when here they last, back. I sensed anyway. a little bit of like quarantine's been hard. And I was like, well, that's probably because you're in Dallas. If you were here. Mm-hmm. You would have I already gave him the whole yeah, speech. I, I tried know. to leverage. They weren't buying it, but mm-hmm. I gave right, it a shot. Next, what's the best compliment you could give somebody else? The best compliment that I do give people is that's <laughs> smart. I say that when I say that, like that is one of my highest compliments. Like, man, that is really smart. That's an indicator. You've said something or done something that's going to make me think for the next three weeks. Mm. So I appreciate that about people. That's smart. I'll be looking for that. That's smart. Yeah. Well, we're all trying to think back to if Ben ever said. Yeah. That. <laughs> I was just thinking. I'm in a lot of meetings with Ben. I don't think he's I don't ever know if I've ever heard that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine uh, would be something to do with somebody's work ethic, because yeah. that's big for me. Like if if I say like I can tell you really worked hard on that, that would be a compliment. We are so similar because yeah. uh, the three of you are really <laughs> giving similar answers about work and here you achieving. are being an outsider. Yeah. 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 Well, I, it just shows my personality. I'm like, well, I don't care if you really do anything. If you're just thinking smart about it. Great boss. Great <laughs> I mean, boss. Like smart thinking. Good luck with the application. I don't know. I feel like if I say I like you in any form as a friend or anything, that's a compliment. High compliment. You're not long. You're, you're not <laughs> yeah, wrong right, because like, I questioned that for a long time with Reshma. <laughs> Like, God, gotta earn I, your stripes. I think she hates me. I don't know, but uh, yeah, mine would be similar. And actually, I found myself doing that um, the other day. 
um, sneak peek, we're, we're looking at hiring a, a position and Rushma and I actually got to kind of interview them at the same time. And I left saying, I think that they, I like are, how Ben's trying to sneak out, even though everything's on camera. Yeah, it's on camera. We see you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I left saying she, uh, they, him, she, him, they, she, it. they, whatever they prefer. Uh, no. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, uh, gosh. They're, they're a hard worker. And I think they're kind of a, like, they they're they start things. They're a good starter. They're good, good initiative. Getting things off the ground, and I appreciate that. Also, if you're really really kind, that always sticks out to me because I am so not that. And so, like <laughs> sometimes I look at Caitlin or Tiffany Ball, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they're so freaking kind mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I just don't know how they do it. That's a high compliment for me. I think if I remember, because I'm really bad about it, if I remember to say it that I appreciate you. It means that like you, what you've done for me or what you do for me is like just so awesome that like it reminded me to be like vocally appreciative, not just in my own head. Because usually you take us for granted. Uh, you, yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you too specifically. <laughs> yeah, well. Top five. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Recommends, recommends, Imagine that there was a symbol crash right there, so it's not out of place here. We should have brought yeah. Chris Wilson in just to symbol crash. We should have Chris Wilson on. Period. He would be a gr- he would be yeah. a great interview. That would be great. Anyway, uh, speaking of Chris Wilson, recommends. I recommend Chris Wilson. <laughs> That's mine for today. Great volunteer. Great yeah. dad. Great we, drummer. Should we make up? Should we pretend to make up bins that he left us? Oh, that would be great. Yeah. yeah mm. Okay. Good. good. Go okay. ahead and go, Austin. Okay, I'll go ahead and go. Uh, so Ben can go last. Yeah, he should. <laughs> just just so everybody knows, uh, we have a format we follow with recommends. Indeed, we do the Janice method. Um, Janice is Ben's mother-in-law, who he loves dearly. I feel like we should thank her before we say. Before and after, yeah, the uh, thing. So first off, thank you, Janice. Yeah, thank you, Janice, for the for following. giving us the method. Yeah, uh, Janice is against the commercialization of Christmas. That's yeah. how Ben puts it. Right. Yeah. And so basically, anybody that's related to Janice gets four gifts: something you want, something you need, something you wear, and something you read. And so we have to put our recommends in that format and in that order. And in that order. Um. And it's man, we're on episode. 27. 27 and 27 I, dresses. I blew through recommends early on. I should have saved some. I I switched uh from planning it out to winging it on podcast about episode 12. Yeah, I just I don't like that many things. It's because you haven't changed your life a lot. Am I close enough to this by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll make it work. Yeah, you're fine. What do you know? <laughs> because I know where you get on to me. Oh. That's why I basically kiss this thing every week. You should. Caitlin, you need to worry. Um, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, the fact so, that he looked into the camera. All right, go, 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 go. So my recommends for the week. Uh, I don't, I never have a wear and I'm reading the exact same things. To be perfectly honest, I'm reading things for the series that's coming up in two weeks. That's fair. So I can't really Don't say, say it, though. I can't really say mm-hmm. what they are. It's a very special series. It would infuriate people. So um, we won't do that. So I don't have a wear or a read. What I think you want right now, and I've, I've been hankering this, and I haven't found a great place. Hankering. Hank- yeah, I've, I've had a hankering, <laughs> hankering for this. For this yeah, I haven't found a great place for this. Chase and I were actually talking about it the other day. 
when I was home uh, in Memphis, second home, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, I went out of my way to find a great piece of New York style pizza, a slice of New York mm-hmm. style pizza. I'll describe New York style so, pizza because not everybody knows the So difference. you have like your general pizza that you would get from Domino's or whatever. Great, great pizza. Good. I also like brick oven pizza. Uh, I love your to pie. Get your pie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a place at home called Pyro's. Great. New York style is like that huge piece of floppy thin cheese is coming off of it, kind of greasy. It, it would it would kill. If, if you need, if you I need know, a commercial, like, would kill it. If uh, you need a commercial reference, Romans delight. Romans delight. Like Sabaros. Yeah, I will. Sabaros. I will eat the trashiest New York style. <laughs> right. So there's a place in Memphis called Milano's that actually your wife Rachel, great cookies. Yeah, Rachel knows. Shut up. Because <laughs> um, she lived there when she was younger. So I went to Milano's. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. I went to Milano's, got some, felt great, came home to the Jackson area and was like, man, I wonder where we can find New York style pizza here. You can't. I don't know where it is. Like, like, are you recommending a vacation? To I'm go recommending that okay. somebody <laughs> open like, a deck. Just like with Chipotle last week. <laughs> I don't have any money to invest, but if I did, That's it would right. be in Rushma's home. Uh, <laughs> but also it would be... They had spillover money. Yeah, yeah, right. If I had spillover money, it would be in Chipotle and then a New York style pizza. That's what I want. What you need. Um, what you need right now is a good jacket because the weather's coming. And yesterday at church, I realized coming. that you need an alternative. The weather to, outside is frightful? Yeah, the weather outside is delightful, honestly. Mm-hmm. In the it fall. is delightful, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a denim jacket that I love, but I, I can't I wear it here because everybody else, wears literally it. everybody that gets on stage at Vertical has a denim jacket. So what are you doing right now? Recommending what? So what I would recommend is that you get a jacket that is light enough to wear in Mississippi, but also is not denim. So if you know what that is, please let me know. So you're not recommending, uh, you're requesting. Over the past couple of years, I've found a good... I'm recommending that we all need it, but if you know of one, let me know, because I don't have one. I got you one live, all right? Okay. I've, I've discovered this over the past two years, all right? A good rain jacket is also a pretty decent insulator. So when you're in that 50s, 60s, 40s realm where you're not quite willing to go heavy jacket and you're mm. going inside a lot, a rain jacket keeps your warmth inside of you and also protects you from the it wind. It protects your inward fire. It does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. One thing I love about a good rain jacket is it kind of takes me back to the '90s where all of our pants were made of that material. Yes. And it just kind of. Yeah, it's a great sound. Plenty of elastic. Yeah, it's um, great. That's all I got. I think. Oh, wear loud shoes. I wore loud shoes on stage yesterday. You did. And people noticed. People really noticed. People noticed. So uh, when I, whenever people say loud shoes, I picture like a Family Guy cutaway of just a pair of shoes going. Ah! <laughs> you know. I hate you. Also, Rachel asked me if they were girl shoes, so take it how you will. Oh, my God. Uh, We need to quit shouting her out. She's mean. Rachel, (laughs) marry her. (gasps) I love you, Rachel. I I do as well, well, sweetheart. All right, next. Never called her that. Reshma. Reshma. That's home. That's that's you. (laughs) Um, Okay, Reed, I just started. What, so you're skipping want and need? Oh, sorry. And where? Dang. Oh, yeah. I always forget the... It's because you're reading more. It's because you're reading more. I am. You want magic spoon protein cereal. That sound like such a meathead every time I'm on here. I think you've said that before. I haven't. No, I told they did you the about PB it thing. yesterday. I want to buy did some. Talk about it PB looks too. good. No, magic cereal, because if you listen to the other the previous segment, 
cereal is something I missed. So I ordered this. It is a little pricey for cereal compared to Captain Crunch. Mm. However, there is a variety pack of flavors, and I would definitely say that you want these. Is if it you're filling? trying, honestly, it is. Yeah. That's I bang mean, for your buck. What's then. the best flavor? The best flavor I've had so far is the cocoa, hmm. which is That's comparable honest. to. If any it's not fruity, other. it's cocoa. Yeah. Fruity wasn't, but they do have a blueberry flavor that's pretty good. Mm. I haven't tried the original. It's still in my pantry because I'm saving the worst for last. Do they have like a honey <laughs> bunches of oats spinoff kind of flavor? I don't think so yet. Underrated but, but, well, cereal. They have cinnamon toast and they did just come out with peanut butter that's supposed to taste like Captain Crunch peanut butter. Anyways, I'll keep what? you guys updated. There are a lot of flavors. Sponsor wow. me, Magic Spoon. Hmm. <laughs> I'll put your sticker on the Accord. Think I won't. <laughs> um, okay, so need. I went want need. You may not have it. It's fine. It's a harder one. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to skip that one. Okay. It's also just going on the fly. Here. Where? Where? You were talking about light jacket. I would say this is going to semi-answer yours, but then also I was thinking about it already, so I, I win. Okay. Um, uh. I really love button ups like flannels and stuff, especially for the transition. But corduroy, <laughs> shut up! It's a transition I'm from gonna... summer to no, you I get, get it, it. Austin. I shut up! <laughs> the fifth season, whatever the season is, <laughs> corduroy because it looks nice with everything. You can dress it up or down, both male and female. I don't think I could get away with corduroy. It's because you haven't tried. Okay. Live outside the box. I got away with those shoes yesterday. Yeah, so. Hey, you, do you remember who has a phobia of corduroy? Were you there for that? <laughs> Micah? Micah. <gasps> Twice <gasps> in the podcast. Micah Thomas cannot hear the sound corduroy. Or makes. feel it. He and it's really, up. really funny. I get funny. that because there's certain sounds I don't like and feel. It's just fabric. such a funny phobia. Anyway, go ahead. Um, So He's that was mine. This. Corduroy yes. button up because you can get a lighter version or you can get a heavier version. I have both because I like them. Um, I'm going to find a pair of corduroy shoes. Go ahead. I was mainly talking about the shirt, but okay, we'll go with the shoes. Um, And then Reed. Michael. Yeah. (laughs) Always. Um, I'm going to recommend, I get scared now recommending books as I start them. Because I never Ben Ben does it before he even reads them. I know. Okay. (laughs) That's true because he recommended recommended Robert Greene. I'm like, you haven't read that book. Yeah. And he's not here, so I can say it. Well, uh, currently I am reading a tactical guide, but I'm not going to recommend that. And I'm recommending the one I'm starting tonight, which is tools of the Titans. And mm. I haven't recommended that yet. It was, it's still on my dresser because when I ordered it, it's massive. It's supposed to be really good. And I've heard great things and there are just great reviews. And, um, my sister-in-law has read it and has spoke highly. Anyways, I've read the first couple pages just to get like a summary before I could recommend this. And so far it's good. I'll keep you updated on that as well, but it is massive, like massive. Like, like, it's going to take me another 75 days to read it, probably. It's, That's like, good. super thick. That's good. Anyways. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do Ben's. Everybody Wait, take Chase one. hasn't went. Everybody take one. Well, but Chase goes last. Oh. I did say earlier Ben could go last. Oh, but okay. if you want to stick with tradition, Ben can go. I mean, let's do Ben's really quick, and you can end. Okay. All right. Somebody okay. take want. I can do want. Rushman, you want need? Sure. I'll take where. Heck yes. And he does. He hasn't he read. Does, he doesn't read. All right. <laughs> What Ben says you want, okay? There is a large demographic of people that I think Ben uh, is known to represent uh, in the modern era, and it is uh, the people that we have decided to lovingly name the Baldies. 
Um, <laughs> now, gonna hate all whatever reason you have gone bald, that's fine. It's your prerogative. You can let us know, or you cannot. Ben has better reasons than most. He we does, will say. <laughs> but it doesn't exclude him from chastising and punishment with making fun of. True. You know, out what? of love, out of love. People have forgotten, and it's time to bring it back. Rogaine, it's your time to shine. All right. There are so many people that have been locked away in quarantine. You know what? What better way to come out of quarantine than with a full head of hair that you haven't had since you were 23? Okay? Yeah. Get on it. You have a great subscription service, I assume. Whatever color you want, full hex codes of, uh, of color options. It's going to be great. If that's, you're, a, that's a great bin. That's a great bin recommend. If you're feeling pink, I didn't know we were going like savage you. with this. I thought that we were like genuinely What do you think Ben would do if it was head. If it were me, Ben would be savage. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, what does Ben need? <laughs> man, I see in my head I was thinking of something else, but now I'm like maybe I should go savage. Yeah. Do it. Mm. He, do roast, it. he roasts Look, you all the time. Been, you've been <gasps> super wholesome to your this, face. Oh. You've been wholesome this whole time. You've been like I'm yeah. saving little girls. From poverty, you do you've you've outweighed it. You can be mean to Ben. It's okay. Let's switch. You do the need. No, because I have the wear. wear. I have it. I bet he has a good wear. Oh, but this, it's harder for me to do a, a bad need. A dad need. A bad need. <laughs> bad need. <laughs> you said a dad need. What would Ben need? Hmm. Chase was so good. Like I don't feel like I can follow it up. Let's I, just undo it. Mine was. What would you think he needed? What he would say to me? I was low hanging fruit. Hmm. What would Ben need? You know what you all need? You need a, this is what Ben would say, you need a super obscure speaker to go next to your record player. Um, because if you're not listening to vinyl, then what are you actually doing with your life? Uh, I'm not paying for, you, you know what he would say, you need a subscription to get a new vinyl every week. Don't Petty worry about Spotify. Yeah. Don't worry about Spotify. That's that's for peasants what you need <laughs> that's for non-lead pastors yeah. all my lead pastors out there i only listen to vinyl <laughs> this podcast ben, coming to vinyl near you participating in this okay just remember that and then he would go on to wear and ben would be like so i've recently taken a liking to these coats and they're actually coats that coal miners wore in the 1820s I hang it up on my hook next to a picture of somebody's grandpa, and like, that would be that would be Ben's thing. <laughs> somebody's grandpa. Ben, I'm really not. I really like that segment. We love you, Ben. All right, oh, I still have to go, don't I? Yeah. What do you What do you want? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tag along with what you've done the past two weeks because you and I have been talking about something else a lot together, um, and I have I have one, and it's a want. It's not. It's something I want, but I can't do. So you and I. You, yeah, oh, okay. you and I. Sorry, Austin and I. I can't want it, but you can. Okay, you business. Um, uh, what is the word? Entrepreneurs out there. Pull out your pocketbooks, okay, and get on a starter local wings place in mm. Madison, Mississippi. Glucks that if you want to. Okay, somewhere in this metro area that Austin and I, Russian, if she wants to come. After 75 522 days. Gluckstadt Road. That would be the perfect <laughs> <address>. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, right next door. Uh, That'd be so bad for all of us. I need I somebody mean. to come in with a Wings exclusive place, okay? You can do bone-in and boneless. That's fine. You can reach more people that way. I get it, okay? But your bone-in better be killing the game, okay? Mm. Peanut oil, all right? Why are you laughing? I'm with you. Go. Okay. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them. Uh, 
you need garlic parmesan, you need teriyaki, you need Hawaiian, you need Frank's, you need a sriracha with some cilantro on it, you need a very good standard, uh, very hot, but also and edible. Regular, like right bar- and a whole bunch of paper towels. And some ranch. And some sweet tea. And some... Homemade ranch. Freaking mm. banger fries to go on the side, okay? Bangar fries? Bangar fries. Bunger. Some bonger fries on the side. Do you eat celery or carrots with your wings? I kind of hate when they do that. Um, I don't think I eat too many wings. To it have comes room for with the it, like no matter what, you can't sub it. So sometimes I'll just take One it. One time I was doing all you can eat wings in Memphis, Fat Austin, and uh, mm. this waitress, this waitress brought me celery with it, and she was like, "You don't get more wings until you eat your celery." And I was like, "Ha ha ha!" And she was like, "Eat your celery." I was like, <gasps> "I love this place. <laughs> That's great." Scary. She didn't work there the next time I went. So. Uh, she may have had some mom issues to work out. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that was all I had. I just had one. Oh, okay, cool. Oh. Awkward end. 